1: Oh, you switched it up. You switched it up.
2: I prefer this. I like it.
1: Yeah, I guess so, because you can only dance so much to Money, 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 like every single week. Hi, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we are doing The Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, Hello there. My name is Nando Velasquez, and I am hosting alongside Mr. Grant Rudder. Hello. Good evening. Yes. (laughs) Let's hear it. Bump, bump. So much better. It's so much better. I love it when Dennis Rodman does that. Uh, Anyway, so the name of this week's episode is Lightning Strikes Mr. Hangbrain. Uh, another Buseyism, we could only assume. Yeah. And uh, the reason why we can assume, well, first of all, this is the first hour-long episode that they've had. Uh, I guess because The Voice was starting this week, the NBC decided to cut back on on the uh, All Star Celebrity Apprentice for uh, for to a one-hour show. Uh, we'll see if it mm-hmm. continues. Although you think you you heard this might be the trend, though, right? For-
2: I heard originally that this season, because of the ratings from the previous season, that it was only going to be an hour. And I remember saying, "Oh, that's good, especially for yeah. the after shows for us because are here pretty late." So I was like. <laughs> Oh, well, that's good. I know. Um, and then uh, we came back to all these... The first four episodes were straight up two hours. Mm. So I was like, well, maybe that went out the window. I mean, you know what They go at NBC. They love to have two-hour reality blocks. So who knows? Um, but now, yeah, I'm not sure of the future of this. Hopefully it will be an hour, but I mean, it's okay. I
1: prefer it. I mean, speaking as someone who has to come here and do usually two podcasts on Sunday, although Walking Dead just ended today, uh, speaking as someone who has to do two podcasts and is here quite a bit, uh, I prefer one hour. Plus, I, I always preferred the one-hour Apprentice version. I think they draw it out too. I understand that there might be some really funny moments, mm-hmm. but at the very least, make it 90 minutes, not a, not two hours.
2: Exactly. And I'm good. I'm one of those that I actually like the task a little bit more than the actual boardroom. And I know people love the boardroom, but oh. for me, a full hour in the boardroom is a full hour too long. <laughs> I, I, it's just too much. So I like to see them out in the field and running around, around the city. And it, I don't know, just it's too stagnant for me in the boardroom, but it's, it's good. And tonight was good as, as well.
1: Interesting. Uh, yeah, because I think I'm one of those that likes the boardroom a little bit longer yeah. too, so i I, I get it I, I I'm willing to put up with the task if it means an extra boardroom but but again, hey NBC, good call if you can keep it an hour, I would prefer it personally, but uh you know I get it it's ratings and uh, it's all about ratings, and if you feel you need to do two hours we we will watch all two hours. Yes except for today uh, one quick disclaimer we were having some technical difficulties ourselves so we actually did not catch the first 10 minutes of this show uh, however we uh, we researched and we did a lot of stuff and uh, and we, we caught up so uh, so just a, just a little disclaimer in case we missed a really awesome buseyism I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna watch those first 10 minutes and make sure like yeah. like lightning strikes mr. hangbrain since we caught the tail end of that
2: yeah we just about were introduced to mr. hangbrain so
1: <laughs> but the one thing we did know and we actually saw clips of this beforehand was that there was a bit of a switch between the teams this week. I guess because of Power's losing uh, losing ways that they've lost the majority of their of their tasks, uh, Donald Trump decided to mix it up a little bit and throw Trace Atkins over to Power. What do you think about that, Grant?
2: I'm not mad at him. I mean, it's, it's a good choice. I think especially that you really have to balance it out and, I mean, Team Power has lost so much that uh, while they haven't lost any huge big players, he makes up for the people that have – he makes up for, like, two people versus the other side, right? Because it's still a little – they're still off by one before tonight's elimination. The teams are still off by one, correct? Uh, no, I think it was five and five. You really? know what? I was thinking the same thing, too, but hmm. I'm telling
1: you, Mary Lou and Lisa Rinna are practically the same person, so I keep forgetting. Oh, I but if you if you look at it, they, he evened up the sides, yeah.
2: Well, power has definitely lost more people, but it wasn't equal from the beginning. That was it. Because I remember it, it was an odd number. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, because I remember commenting on that. I was like, well, it's not really fair from the start. Yeah. Yeah. But whatever, it's, it's good now. So, yeah, no, I'm glad to see him on there. I mean, I don't expect too much from him, but as a player and with his contacts and his money, he definitely brings an edge. Well,
1: yeah, I will say that uh, I guess the timing was just weird for the whole thing because uh, cause Trace was the uh, the go-getter in the first episode who got the most money from the first fundraising task. Mm-hmm. And then you pretty much took Plan B's biggest fundraiser and put him on Team Power. Just during the week, just happens to be during the week of another fundraising project. So I thought that was a really, really mm-hmm. interesting twist. And and it seemed like his little John we knew was a big fundraiser. And Brandy was called out week one for being for having really deep uh, contacts with deep pockets. Mm-hmm. So uh, it seemed like in the very beginning, at least, it would have seemed
2: to me that uh, power had the advantage for, for a fundraising episode. I agree, especially with Trace. I expected, you know, I expected some big players, maybe even celebs to walk in because he's so well connected.
1: Yeah, absolutely. People Mm -hmm. from the country world and everything that I'm not familiar with, but but once you once you mention a couple of names, I'll catch on. Uh, Anyway, so uh, so the task uh, Grant
2: was uh, for this week was they had to create a 3D art, um, the 3D art projects, uh, plural, Mm -hmm. and um, they had to put them in a gallery to display, market, and sell the artwork. So very interesting. So so it's a
1: fundraising Mm -hmm. episode, but the twist is the, the celebrities themselves had to make their own art. Correct. Yes, Yes. and that caused some problems. Also, one other note that uh, that I again I can't wait to go home and watch the first ten minutes because we were introduced to uh, to Celebrity Apprentice, uh, the first Celebrity Apprentice winner, uh, Pierce Mm -hmm. Morgan, uh, back on as a uh, as a assistant to Donald Trump as a as a judge, so to speak. And uh, and of course, we know from week one that he has it out for one person, one person's in his crosshairs, and that person is Omarosa. And if anyone could stand up to Omarosa uh, it seems like it could be Pierce so
2: they share certain qualities (laughs) like it or not Um, like them or love them or hate them but um, yeah I I really I enjoyed their back and forth I do I I think they're they're very quick with one another I think they're a good match
1: they are a good match. So. Maybe, maybe they should take their their show on the road or something. I don't know. They, they seem to have a good tennis match of insults going well, back I, and forth. I know forward.
2: Pierce could use some help with his numbers over at CNN, so maybe it would hurt.
1: We, you know what? She could be his Ed McMahon. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. I think that would be really cool. Uh, you know, Before we go on with what the teams do, let me just say uh, if you're if you're listening to us on iTunes and you've subscribed to us, please give us a rating. Uh, we'd love fives. If not, just uh, give us something and let us know why. Uh, and you can also write some stuff over on YouTube. Oh, we check both, and we appreciate Help. that. And also, there's a whole bunch of other shows here on AfterBuzz. There are about uh, something like fifty, sixty shows total that we uh, that we do here at AfterBuzz. So uh, we'd love to hear from you. So please subscribe, rate, and comment. Thank you. Uh, let's start off. You know what? Let's start off with Plan B. Now. Uh, we didn't get to see unfortunately much of the celebrity artwork but the two things that that uh seem to keep get, getting mentioned over and over again which I feel would probably be the mm-hmm. two things were were Gary's piece of art and Dennis's work doing the art. So uh-huh. uh what do you what do you think based on uh what we saw later on?
2: Well, we should also mention that Lisa Rena is the project manager for yes. Plan B Thank and then little John is the uh, project manager over at Team Power. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, what do I think of the artwork um of, of Without really jumping to the boardroom yet, which is where I learned the most of what actually yeah. went down, um, for what I saw when people were coming in, um, I think Dennis has he had a very good idea, and I think it saved his ass in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who was the other person you mentioned? Gary Busey. Gary, of course, Gary Busey. Whenever you talk about Plan B, well, Gary's got to be mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he he used his creativity to create this this, I thought it was a mask at the beginning. But I'm not <laughs> sure exactly what a sculpture perhaps. I think it's all in the, the eye of the beholder. It's pretty clear it was a Mr.
1: Hangbrain, obviously. I mean, you look at it and it's pretty, screen, it screams Mr. Hangbrain, I would say. It
2: may be loud because it reminded me of like when I really tried to do like a like a clay project in middle school yeah and it was i did this clay project and it was so bad that it wouldn't stand on its own and the the art teacher had her husband make a base for it to stand on because it wouldn't it kept falling over so it just reminded me of that some some poor guy had to like make something to mold this this mask or this face or something on it was on some type of like object and it it looked as good as it was going to look
1: (laughs) (laughs) i don't you know i i i felt like that looked like something that could have been done in an elementary school sorry Mr. Busey but uh, that's just the way it looked to me and uh, hey you know what you made money off of it I
2: guess so, so yeah, more power yeah, to did. you yeah. he made 25 grand off right, of that whole right. thing so oh, well, unfortunately uh, Mary Lou Henner took the uh, she took the winnings for that because I guess she like physically did the selling of that object yeah well, that seemed to be some of the problems with
1: that. We can get into that in a sec, but uh, but Dennis, I thought uh, was really really cool because we did get to see a little bit of the artwork uh, when they were doing the selling. But he had a, a, some autograph uh, sports memorabilia by uh, Derek Jeter. Mm-hmm. I saw a baseball bat in there and stuff, and it he was had a really hall
2: really ball as well, and a Hall of Fame
1: ball as well, had fame, uh, ball as well. Yeah. exactly. And uh, I'd have to say that's stepping up, and that's a perfect. Uh, you know, it's interesting too, especially with Pierce uh, being there because. Pierce is the person who really, in my opinion, set the ball rolling for Celebrity Apprentice. Before, if Pierce wasn't in season one, I don't think fundraising would have been taken as seriously as it did. Uh, Pierce was the one who realized, he was the one who made, set the ball rolling and said, whoever earns the most amount of money deserves to be in this game. And uh, and Dennis found a way, I think, to actually have a good argument for someone who couldn't bring as much money, and for whatever reason, I, I would think, you know, a, a basketball professional basketball player like him, who's been around a lot of circles and has lots of money, would have connections, but I guess he didn't.
2: Well, I I don't know why Little John didn't reinforce what Dennis was doing by saying, okay, here we have these two objects that people would bid on uh, eBay, in person at, at Sotheby's, yeah. whatever, and so why Little John didn't try to push that forward and and get like, you know, in the music world, try to get like some platinum album cover or something on there, That, that would have been an edge. Yeah. I mean, and they had it. They had something there. So they should have been inspired by that and tried, I mean, looking at other members on the team, Omarosa's been, her celebrity has been questioned this episode, so I'm wondering what she might be able to get her hands on, but Little John's very well connected, and he's been in the music business for a minute. Yeah. So they could have definitely pulled something from that. Trace... You know, he had his guitar. Yeah. He did have a song. Guitar. I mean, that was you know, I got to give credit where it's due. But even he could have like another person in the music business for a minute. Yeah. Um. So they they should have went more on that. I think they would have really. I mean, it, it would have made a difference if they were selling things for twenty five thousand dollars. If they had two, maybe even three more items, mm. they could have really almost matched. I, perhaps. I, I
1: guess so. But again, it seemed like they dropped the ball because, uh, man, you know what? I don't have a lot of money. But if I was there and I saw some of that artwork from Dennis Robin going for $5,000, I would have said that was a steal. I would have also said that was a steal. So uh, I'm surprised about that as well.
2: Well, especially when, like the lowest I heard was like was it 10 or 15 or something? It was like most things are around 2025. And then Penn brought in, he had his own number. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, 5,000 in a task. I mean, when they were selling the meatballs, they were getting checks for like 35 grand.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I actually mixed in Dennis with Gary. So we pretty much talked about both teams having their yeah, stories. Yeah. I just realized that. I actually talked about both teams. So uh, let's let's move over to Plan B for, uh, for real. So it seemed like the... First of all, the f- first thing that surprised me about Plan B was uh, Stephen Baldwin from Week 1. He said he was going to be holding back. He admittedly said he was going to be holding back on the fundraising because he was not project manager. So here he is again, not project manager, and... Everybody knows his strategy from the first game. Everyone knows his strategy. So, really interesting to see his thought process on this. What do you think about Steven?
2: Well, I don't know what he's waiting for because people are dropping every week. Um, I don't know why you just don't show, like, you know, at this point. And as it's been reiterated over and over it is all stars so you really need to at some point need to say am I in this to win it or what because you need to step up and really show your teeth and show that you're a contender and, mm-hmm. and there just really hasn't been a moment I mean he's got some witty dialogue in his interviews but I mean I don't know he can you know exit any week and I don't think I would really miss him yeah I actually think he got caught
1: up in his ego a little bit with this one because oh, he he was referring to himself as an artist and uh, and instead of having his actual donors there, I guess he, they were going through a broker, through an art dealer who was trying to figure out. He brought out, in one, yes. He brought in one. So they were trying to figure out the, best, uh, the yeah. best actual piece of art for the best client or something or the other. And then I guess the one uh, piece of uh, information that was not clear was the celebrities who were bringing their donors in were allowed to buy whatever piece they wanted.
2: Now, if you were in, to do this task and you weren't project – well, yes, yeah, say you were a project manager. Would you say if you create this piece of art and if anybody sells it, the artist makes the money off of it? Or if you got going to go out and sell these pieces and then whoever sells them makes the money? Because this, it seemed to be a little bit of a, a problem here, especially with Steven.
1: See, yeah, I think that's a really interesting dilemma in a way because, again, people like Pierce – and even Little John from his team are, are saying that you got to bring in your, your your people and they got to spend money. And uh, well, I mean, first of all, if Mary Lou or Lisa Rinna can have their donors come in and spend money and buy up the whole place. God bless them. You know, this is all for charity and you know, some of the arts better than some of the other art. So uh, why can't they have, if you're going to have big bucks, why can't you pick what piece of art you have? That being said, if Dennis Rodman was on plan B with that kind of memorabilia, I would only assume that the donors would have gone crazy and would have definitely spent a lot more money on his piece of work, uh, also probably because Lisa Rinna and Mary Lou seem to be more uh, on top of uh, give me more, give me more this is worth more money. They would have probably seen the value of it more than, than power seemed to have. So
2: you wouldn't have the no matter what have the artist make the money off of that piece of art. i it would I, be who sells it. I think it's well I think it's who sells it but that being said why can't
1: Stephen Baldwin? All right, fine. So Stephen Baldwin's artwork got sold, let's say. All of it got sold and his donors are coming in. It's still for charity. It's the same thing as buying a hot dog or what or any of those other mm-hmm. uh, other tasks. I mean, you might be a vegetarian, but you're still going to donate money to the cause
2: to buy a hot dog, right? Yeah, but Little, jo- I mean, little John and, and I'm sure Lisa made it very clear that it's the person who raises the least amount of money who's going with them in the boardroom. So so why can't Baldwin's donors buy uh, Mary Lou's work of art? Or someone else,
1: or another one a Busey's work of art, or something, and and or just just throw money in. That's all you
2: got to do. Yeah, but should it go back to should it go back to if they created it or not? Omarosa threw money in. Come on, she didn't even buy anything. <laughs> I wonder if that was an illegal move. I don't know if that was an illegal move. I mean, who knows?
1: Well, I am going to say two other things that I took note of uh, of Plan B that was interesting was a Blue Man Group coming in to support Penn. Uh, as they did last season And of course when Blue Man Group does anything On Celebrity Apprentice Or I think anything in general They have to do it in style So this time they they pretty much folded up a bunch of uh, a, a lot of dollar bills $50,000 to be exact I'm not sure you know, how they bundle it up Maybe $1,000 bills And they put it in 150 pounds of gelatin and everyone pretty much there's a scene of everyone just taking stuff out of the gelatin, which was interesting. I, I, now, I don't know if anyone remembers last season uh, it, during a fundraising episode, Penn got Blue Man Group to come, and they actually had all of their money in balloons that got popped.
2: Yeah, I still think that's stupid. <laughs> I realize, I mean, it was, it's a spectacular thing for television, but if you're trying to, if every dollar counts, and then and Penn got slapped on the wrist for that because yeah. it was—I remember that task was very close, and I think I think they lost or something like that because it was like. I remember it came down to Penn, and it was like, why, you know, why would you allow that to happen? And I remember he defended the Blue Men group, as he should, because that's their style. Yeah. Of how they get, they're not going to write you a check. That's yeah. how they do it. So, I mean... That, you get what you get when and you get it's the booming inter-
1: group. It's entertaining, so you got to yeah. say the least. I, I actually thought it was a pretty interesting oh, yeah. idea, and, and this time they were smart enough not to put it in uh, in easy, uh, easily flyable, awayable containers yeah. or anything. You know, it's yellow doesn't really move except yeah. for it jiggles a little bit when you touch it. That's about it.
2: The poor people who had to fold those bills <laughs> and put it in there.
1: Oh God! <laughs> and then, uh, well, the other thing I was going to mention, I mean, because we, we brought up Omarosa, which we'll talk about more in a second, is uh, is uh, Teller's manager coming in, which is also Penn's manager. So yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. I actually know who he is and uh, donating money as well but that's obviously that's teller's money. So uh, not the same thing as what we had over in Power, which was very, very interesting. So Power uh, already, first of all, Pierce is already getting to work on Power right before the sale, just telling a little John and Brandy how to get rid of Omarosa and just just keep pounding her on the fact that uh, she's going to have the least amount of money and making sure she's not the accountant, because that was also a big uh, item of contention uh, in week one, when she was handling all the money and being very, very uh, picky on
2: who to share what information to. And Brandy knew her business. She knew the exact dollar amount. She went into that book oh, and memorized. She, so I, I like that. Good she knew she it, knew.
1: and and Pierce made sure if she didn't, that Pierce made no, made sure she would be on top of that. So uh, so obviously it was going to be the according to Little John, the two lowest uh, earners, and unlike uh, unlike Plan B Power, I guess they bought their own their donors bought their own pieces of art. So uh, for for the people that were coming in for, so Dennis Rodman. And Omarosa were most likely going to be the two lowest.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that's a great idea that they, it was with the fundraising task, the two lowest, it gives you the motivation to get out there and to really fight for what you need. I thought, and um, it's, it's just a good idea. And it separates the celebrities from the non
1: celebrities. Because, yeah. I mean, I gotta yeah, admit, Pierce has a point. Omarosa is not a celebrity in the same realm as some of these other people. So, anyway, so one little thing that we noticed off camera, but we heard the audio, was uh, Dennis and Omarosa were apparently tied. For the uh, lowest amount, and Omarosa wanted to try and get a little bit of an edge. So it sounds, from what we heard on the audio, uh, like Omarosa went to her donor and gave her two more thousand dollars to add to her total. Mm. So, what do you think about that, Mr. Rudder? Well, I think it might be an illegal move.
2: <laughs> um, and in the news and gossip, there's such a good point behind this. We'll wait for that. But, okay. I mean, yeah, I really, I don't know. I mean, she's definitely one of those women that are going to do whatever it can take to mm-hmm. win. And, but really, at the end of the day, she didn't want to be the lowest one. And so, she did what she had to do. And I, I kind of thought it was good of her. I mean, that way, she can't sit over there and be tied. Mm-hmm. She, and, but she's always going to want to. She's never gonna. She's not gonna be able to rest if she was the lowest or even tied. Yeah. So I mean, whatever makes her sleep well at night. I thought it was all right. I,
1: it's a. It's a very questionable move. Uh, I would only be. I. I didn't have too much offense to it until the boardroom when she started saying words like integrity, and I felt mm-hmm. like you know what. Just fight for your life. You don't have to make it sound like uh, like you living with this integrity because it showed earlier that you weren't. That's and I know no. it's a game, and I and I actually don't trash. I've actually got called out on this on people on YouTube and I, and I think on iTunes that uh, that we don't trash Omarosa enough on this show. And and again, it's not it's not because uh, well, you know what? We love to hate her. I think that's what it is. And I'm I, cool with her. I mean, I, I you know we love to hate her and we love to have her on this show. So uh, that's the thing about Omarosa. She, she I. I compared her to Russell Hans from Survivor, who is a classic, the the you know, epitome of a villain on Survivor, but he will never win, in my opinion, he will never win Survivor because he's so good at playing the villain in a game where you have to be likable, you have to be liked, and you have to have people on your uh, team like you as well, whether it's on a jury or you're working in a boardroom. He he never has that likability factor, and
2: Omarosa people seem to like her outside of the game because she hangs out with a lot of these celebrities, but not in the boardroom. See, I wanted to see her win, and and be, mainly because when they got into this in the boardroom, I think she has a great story. This is her third time around. Yeah, she helped build it to the number one show on television, and so I think it would have been a, like kind of a good moment had she like really like third time like been in there and won. But you're right, I I don't think that that's not in her character.
1: Yeah. Exactly, so. I,
2: I, and and you know, we'll get
1: more into this in the boardroom. But I've seen returning players on Survivor who who were villains. A perfect example is Jerry Manthe, who hosts the Survivor Afterbuzz show here. She was portrayed as the bitch of uh, Australia season two, and she was she that. was she was she was ridiculed and insulted, and and she actually had a really hard time being accepting as the villain because she didn't perceive herself that way. She felt she was edited wrong and maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. But when she went back on uh, her other episodes of Survivor, I think she was on at least once more, she got a great redemption story because she changed. She shifted. She changed into a more uh, normal type of person. She She was a little more conscious about the way she was the first season and she showed it. And I thought she was a great story. Omarosa is someone who's like you guys hired me to be a villain. I'm yeah. gonna keep playing villain.
2: Wow, you took me back with that Jerry story. So, <laughs> oh my god, I totally remember it like yeah. in depth now. She
1: actually broke down at wow. the finale. I think uh, I don't know if it was the finale for Survivor Australia, but the Survivor um, for the All Stars. I think she broke down and ran out because she was still being perceived as a, as a bit of a of a the B word wow, in that yeah. season too. She couldn't take a lot of the insults that were
2: going about. her. Oh man, I remember talking about that series with my friends, and, like playing it, playing the game and like yeah. playing the different characters. Oh man, yeah, you took me. Way Way back, though. but
1: anyway, that's the way Omarosa yeah. is, and I, I, but again, I think even for Omarosa, for someone playing the game, I, I kind of have to question giving an extra two thousand dollars and then making it sound like she's living out of integrity, uh, in the boardroom, so oh, that kind of does that kind of got me a little bit
2: yeah I don't know I can't say she doesn't know what she's saying when she's in the boardroom yeah. but she's just throwing words out there she's, she's fighting words. for life yes she, we, before we get into the boardroom yeah um, I want to discuss going back over mm. to plan B uh, we had Chaz Dean famous hairstylist and hair products yes. uh, he was on um, uh, the show with um, Jeff Lewis so he's been around television mm-hmm. for, big in LA so Lisa coming from LA I'm not surprised to see him but he dropped $80,000 yeah and he picked up three pieces of artwork including our, our Stephen Baldwin's yeah. artwork and um, this, you mentioned that there were dealers there trying to like, figure out the right price. Stephen had dealers there because he's an artist. But I mean I, I said right out loud when it happened I said this is business and Lisa's the one in charge and I didn't see she even said like keep writing zero dollars. Yeah. When you've got it, th- when you've got the clock ticking, do you have time to wait for the phone to ring for people to come in with the like quotes for you? I mean, I think she did the right thing in taking it. Maybe she could have got more. Maybe she could have got a hell of a lot less. Yeah,
1: no, I agree yeah. with you. I mean, I, again, I, I think uh, it's just a different way of playing the game. Uh, I'm, I, other teams usually haven't done that. I, th- I think they've done something like this before, but uh, in, in a past season, if I remember correctly, where where celebrities were doing some personal, uh, some personal stuff, but. It's the same thing as buying a hot dog. You're going to spend the money. You like a certain kind of hot dog. You might not eat it because you know you're, it's all going to charity anyway. You're going to spend 20000 on a hot dog. I, I wish I had that kind of money to spend. Mm. In fact, after seeing Chaz Dean putting $80,000 down, I'm like, man, why didn't I ever think about becoming a
2: celebrity hairstylist? <laughs> Damn it. I lost my chance. I know. I, I feel like he was close with Lisa, so I feel like if anything, he gave... Much more than that I mean no, they weren't worth anything anyway, but I mean, like I feel like <laughs> he didn't lowball her, I mean I feel like they're close, yeah, so I think for the three of them, including Stevens, they got as much as they were going to get for those things
1: it's all good, so uh, I mean, and they made a lot of money, both th- both teams made a lot of money for their charities, and uh speaking of which let 's go on to the boardroom since uh, pretty much I think we exhausted all, all that we did from the task yeah. itself, so uh boardroom was very very interesting uh I loved. Uh, some of the, some of the things that were brought up in the boardroom, uh, Stephen was attacked pretty fast and and called out on his strategy, which uh, which is only fair. And uh, Stephen was trying to fight back, but I think he 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 just kept attacking Lisa for for her. Uh, for her play on, on selling items regardless of who the
2: donor was. Yeah, I mean, I, you got to defend yourself, but I thought he kind of maybe should have kept his mouth shut a little bit because he wasn't going to win that one. <laughs> I mean, he didn't really... What was it, $5,000 in the end? You've got Gary Busey, who who's his piece. I know he didn't bring in that money, yeah. but his, he, his piece is $25,000. Now, it was interesting that Gary didn't bring in anything. And again, it's like... Really? Uh, but you know what? He owned it. He owned it. He he said as far as he was concerned, he made twenty five thousand
1: because that's how much his yep. piece went for. And you know what? There's some there's some pride in that. And, and what
2: didn't bite him in the ass.
1: When it got sold, we forgot to bring it up. When his item got sold, even though it wasn't from one of his donors, he was hooting and hollering mm-hmm. like a five year old kid who who just uh found twenty bucks or
2: something like that. He was he was you gotta love him. I still I just love him. I just <laughs> want him to be a project manager. I'm waiting. And then after that, I don't know, my, the, the human might expire on me a little bit, but I need him to be the, yeah. the project manager. I also
1: loved how he he identified a problem is an opportunity in disguise. So, I mean, that's a pretty positive guy. Uh, and Donald's response to that was, well, it's very
2: different thinking. Yeah. It was a very diplomatic answer without being too, uh, you know, knocking him down.
1: But that's a really positive, that's actually, uh, that's something I'm going to remember, because that's actually, that's, there's a lot of truth in that. You gotta admit, he's got some good gems. So, uh, <laughs> on the other side, uh, Donald decided to put Trace on the hot seat, since now Trace has been on Both teams and see which side he likes better. And, uh, Trace, Trace being the very diplomatic soul, trying to, Mm -hmm. trying to weave in and out. I kind of liked the, I liked his first answer, which was, uh, well, you know, plan B, I'm kind of, I'm kind of used to those guys. So that was his way of not saying,
2: uh, not saying the obvious, but kind of making it sound like he can fit into both groups. Well, we saw it in the past when, it, when a contestant knocked, a team, they were like, I don't like this team. Like, they, it didn't end well for them. Yeah. Uh, that has come up in the past, so he definitely needed to maneuver uh, swiftly. He's good like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was hoping, I was like, don't take the bait. Don't be like, oh, know, this is not my thing. I don't care for this. I'd rather be over there. I'm glad he didn't take the bait, but you never know. Yeah. It's people under pressure in there, they like, we see the choices they make uh, for the File two people to bring in under pressure, people just they go in different directions. I think
1: Trace's strategy in the boardroom is, as long as it's not on me, I'm not going to call anyone else out. I'm just going to find a way to, to to be as graceful as possible. And and for some reason, Donald, I, I will say, Donald sometimes won't let other people off the hook that easy, but he seems to do it with Trace. So, maybe it's an editing thing? I'm not sure. Uh, also, of, of note was, uh, I mean, Rodman was called out again for his uh, for the value of his memorabilia. I, I, I think that was part Um, Pierce, though, because Pierce knew that, uh, already knew that Rodman and Omarosa were the two lowest and he really wanted to make sure that he uh, he made Rodman's $5,000 count, yes. <laughs> so to speak. What do you think of Omarosa's strategy? Omarosa uh, went directly for the jugular with Little John, though. She
2: kept calling him out as project yeah. manager. She said he needed, she's like, absolutely, Little John need, should be, the absolutely should go. And, like, there wasn't even, like, a thought. Her words were absolutely. Yeah. And so, what did I think of that? I mean, well... She always, I mean, a lot of people go right for the project manager when it's time, when it gets down to it. Mm -hmm. And so she probably... I thought Dennis would have been an easier target for her, but if she's going to stay on the same path of always going after the project manager, and she she can easily blame him for a lot more things than she can blame Dennis for.
1: I guess so. I mean, I kind of agree with that. She should have gone for for Dennis. I I feel like when you've made one of the lowest amounts... For a fundraising task, lowest amounts for any season of Celebrity Apprentice. Because let's say five, you know, five thousand, seven thousand, not much at all. Why go for the guy that made
2: eighty thousand? Why, why try and knock him down? So because if she went, if she just harped on Dennis for how much money he brought in, she only brought in two grand more, yeah, and they could have outed her for her little what she did, yeah. And I mean, it really it would have just put shine the light more on her problems with raising the, the amount of money. Now, let me ask you: she put in this two thousand dollars, yeah. Now, Trace, he could put in probably $2 million of his own money if he wanted to, Mm -hmm. but that's not how the game is. So what's to stop someone from doing that in future tasks? It must be against the rules. It must
1: be. It's an interesting comment. I really don't know because I would think it's against the rules, and that's Mm -hmm. why Omarosa tried to do it sneaky, in a sneaky way, but the cameras caught her. Yep. Or at least the audio caught her. Cameras didn't, but the audio caught her. Uh, so that is a really interesting question, why the producers let that one slide yeah, as didn't... opposed to others. And again, it, you never know. Uh, this could be the first time it's been caught, but it's possible other celebrities are doing this too. And maybe that's the very reason why they allowed it, because this might have been the first time someone got caught doing it, but perhaps some
2: of the other celebrities have done it in the past it as could, well. It could happen. I mean, just, if you want to take the edge off and you've got the money, write, write yourself a check for a million dollars. You know the other team will... Raise a million dollars, maybe two hundred, and then you can just sit back. I mean, what fun is that? Yeah, but
1: I think if this was a if this was a regular um, season of Apprentice as opposed to All Stars, and people were doing that, I think because the stakes there are a little bit higher, the the, the prize is more real and you get to work for Trump true and and it's probably more of a money prize it's not all going to charity i think that would be a little stricter but i guess for something like this or or maybe because the other thing is maybe they did know and maybe maybe this whole was circumstance this was a way of just saying Omar's oh, going to get kicked out anyway cuz she's the lowest too we're just going to we're just going to do it that way uh, i want
2: them to address it
3: there's yeah. probably a minimum amount of money that they're allowed to put in of their own but it just seems like it's one of those things that's looked, up, looked down upon so people don't do it. Yeah. But honestly, like, if you have to do that, you shouldn't be in Celebrity Apprentice because it is the celebrity of yourself to raise a fundraiser. Like yeah. when uh, What's-His-Face, the country singer on, la- on the last season he was on, sold a guitar for $50,000. Mm-hmm. It's like that guitar is not going to go for $50,000. It's the fact you're a celebrity. and can bring people in who want to pay that much yeah. because it's you. Omarosa's not somebody like that, I and agree I don't believe them. she. Be- I don't believe she should be on this show, except for how much drama she caused the last season she was on. That's the reason she's on. the I, show
1: I, Again, like I said before, and, and thank that's Stephen Lemieux, our producer, uh, by the way. Uh, like I said before, uh, to Pierce Pierce Morgan was one of the people who was responsible for making Celebrity Apprentice. Just like Richard Hatch was probably mm. responsible for starting Survivor off the way it did. Uh, I, I think Pierce Morgan's the same way, and he made a lot of value out of those fundraising
2: episodes. Well, to his point, I mean. To Stephen's point, the object, uh, the bringing up her celebrity, Omarosa's celebrity, or or lack thereof, or where she is, yeah. was mentioned many times, especially in the boardroom by Pierce to yeah. kind of really almost to show Donald that she has no business being on the Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah. Well, I guess and my money. Yeah, well, I guess
1: my, my point finishing off on that was just that if if it wasn't for someone like Pierce, uh, maybe. Maybe Celebrity Apprentice would be a lot of people who I- included like some B list, C list stars who who can't have the funds that uh, some of these bigger names like or like a Trace Atkins or Little John or Bra- Brandy Roderick can mm-hmm. can bring in. But I still feel I agree with people that Omarosa is not the celebrity. But I also agree, especially when Trump was talking about Omarosa about how she helped him. She became a celebrity because of Apprentice. So and she. Lover or hater, she does stir up the pot really, really well. And I I believe there are ratings partly because of her. I do believe that. As much as you hate her, you can't stop watching because of her. Of
3: course. That's why I was saying she her she was the drama person. Yeah. Her and Janet Jackson drama people Uh, Latoya Jackson Latoya Jackson I wish Janet Jackson that (laughs) would have been a better celebrity (laughs) friend if it was Janet Jackson but they are the drama people you need those people and
2: now neither of them are there so who the hell knows what's gonna
3: happen well we got Gary we got Dennis I'm already a little bored they haven't even aired the next episode yet (laughs) maybe they need to get uh, Gary Busey's son who's the actor on (laughs) <laughs> get both of them in the same season. Well, they had Melissa and Joan Rivers one season. Why can't they do
1: that? There you go. That would be something. Yeah, That'll that be, you know, great. It'd be great. Celebrities and their siblings. For <laughs> that would be
2: awesome. Actually, maybe okay. Joan Rivers is great. With that. Oh man, now, when, when is she going to be like one of those like mentors? Not mentor, but overseeing like the. You well, know, she did one already. Done. I think she
1: did one week. No, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. All right. I know they all were doing one each. Yeah, I need her back, please. Uh, yeah, she can, she's great. Can I love we trade?
3: Her. A, can we trade Dennis Rodman for like? Uh, Betty White or something.
1: (laughs) Betty White on uh, Celebrity Prince would be amazing. Uh,
0: I I kind of like Dennis,
1: too. And Dennis, I mean, we were going to bring this up because – because, uh, well, I guess we'll just go straight into it. Because uh, power lost again, surprisingly. Because again, we even spoke. Power had seemed to have the bigger uh, fundraisers on their team, with Trace being added on there, which was surprising. Right.
2: Yeah, but, they they only raised one hundred seventy nine thousand dollars, well, one hundred seventy nine five hundred thousand yeah. dollars. versus the winning team two hundred twenty five thousand dollars, and that wasn't close. I don't, I don't think it was very close. Well, yeah,
1: when you think about it, that's almost a, a quarter, per, you know, twenty five percent more. Uh, that uh, that plan B won by probably a little bit more. It was like fifty thousand. Yeah, it was around about uh tw- about twenty five percent more. So that's a that's a big difference when yeah. you think about it. If if they were both making over a million and if difference was fifty thousand dollars, then then it's closer. But for that amount, yeah, it was mm-hmm. pretty much a, it was pretty much a done deal. It, it was a pretty big amount,
2: I would say. I would say so. Yeah,
1: but anyway, so uh so team power losing again, even with the awesome trace act uh, trace in there, and. Uh, they, little John brought in the two lowest people, which were Dennis Rodman with 5,000 and Omarosa with seven. And of course, we all know who Pierce is going to go with. In fact, uh, Donald didn't want to check with his so- own son, Eric, to see who he wanted. Uh,
2: Eric didn't have any lines today. <laughs> I, I don't think
1: one. Uh, yeah, but it's, let's talk about that boardroom with those three because, uh, Omarosa went for little John a little bit, but, but man, Dennis Rodman, first of all, he, I could barely understand a word he was saying for half of that whole boardroom. Yeah. Uh, but he was passionate, man. He
2: really wants to be there. What do you think about that, Grant? I think he wants to prove that he has his place and that he has an opinion because I, I guess in the previous season he really didn't care either way. Yeah. And so this time it, it was a little, you know, a little, it was lost on me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just dialogue to talk to show Donald. And, and Donald's got, he got. Dennis got exactly what he wanted out of Donald anyway. Whether <laughs> if he said things that didn't make any sense, what have you, he still spoke. Now, they kept bringing up the whole idea that they had this bat and the, the ball was added into the artwork and that had value to it. Um, do you think that's what saved him in the end? You know, I think that if uh, for these tasks,
1: again, as, as it keeps getting mentioned, the lowest people deserve to go. Whether you're a celebrity or not, even if you're if yeah. you're not, and, and unfortunately for people who aren't really as high up, like an Omarosa, like probably I bet you Claudia Jordan, if she was still in it, she would have been down in the bottom as well. For example, those kinds of people that uh, that that's that's a weakness for them. Richard Hatch had that same problem his uh, when he was on true, Celebrity true. Apprentice. Yeah, those kinds of people they might be considered celebrities, but they don't do well. But I will say that what Dennis did. I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a way, just like Pierce said, and I think there's a lot of truth to that. He brought value to that challenge because he, he might not have had the donors, but he got things that were worth just as much. The problem was they didn't sell for that much. And that might have been the project, that might have been the one item of contention that could have knocked little John out the fact that
2: he did not utilize the talents that he had with his team. Exactly, like they could have all done something similar, um do you think it was kind of a lucky break though on Dennis's part that he happened to get this bat? I
1: think it was a lucky break that
2: Pierce was there that week. I think
1: Pierce yeah. really helped out a lot and made it a point to emphasize the value that Dennis Dennis had in that team. but I also think uh, Donald made a really good point and and I tell you you know some people sometimes he's very unpredictable, some people sometimes don't like him that much he he does get a little grandstandy sometimes, but I thought it was a great a great story. Uh, or a great a great monologue about how Dennis's story was just a lot more
2: passionate and a lot bigger—a story of redemption, a lot bigger than Omarosa's. Well, you know what it is—it's an opportunity for Dennis to say. I mean, excuse me, for Donald to say. I I made Dennis his second coming the second career look where he was and now he's here and he won this task and he beat he beat Omarosa like you can you can just see it maybe it's selfish reasons it's a good story maybe it is definitely
1: but he's also selfish about Omarosa because he he acknowledged her about the fact that she helped make Apprentice the the hit that it became partly because of her season she was the standout I mean how many people really remember who won uh, Celebrity Apprentice unless you watch E and you know Know that uh, that he married Giuliani Rancic, uh, so Bill and Giuliana. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, who's the name that really sticks out from season one? And it's Omarosa. So uh, there's a lot there. And, and Donald, I thought handled it really, really well without. I mean, I don't think Omarosa would ever get upset at Donald because he really gave her several opportunities to be, uh, to be on camera and, and she should owe a lot of what she got fame-wise because of him. She was gracious. But she was gracious, but I agree. Dennis is the bigger story, and for the same reasons that we were talking earlier when I was making the Survivor example, Omarosa will always be a villain. And every time if she go, gets invited back on, she will never have a redemption story like, like someone like a Dennis Rodman can or even a Gary Busey can. She doesn't have that redemption story. She just knows that she's there to stir
2: up the pot, and that's all she wants to do. See? She's the character, and he's the celebrity in this case. Yeah. And that's really what it boils down to, because no one really knows the real Omarosa. They know Omarosa, celebrity apprentice, the villain, the one who was on VH1. Like, that... <laughs> that chick yeah so yeah that's what it comes down to more than more than anything else and the same thing in other seasons mm-hmm. like looking at someone like Arsenio Hall he was the celebrity he was the guy that everyone really connected with and all the other Big, you know, caricatures of people slowly faded away, and and we'll get there. And I will say, uh,
1: I will say this disclaimer since I probably won't even you know, bring it up again uh, since omarosa is gone. But I actually have met Omarosa. I worked with her for a little bit uh, a long time ago after after her first season of Apprentice, and I liked her a lot. She was really smart. She was really cool. Uh, I, I totally can understand. Uh, why she had some of the some of the things about her, some of her character traits, perhaps, but I didn't take them in the way that other people did. Like she's just a very smart person. She knows what she wants. She can be a little demanding, but uh, I think outside of the game, it, it's perceived as uh, someone as an entrepreneur or someone who is uh, you know very thrifty or someone who is dedicated and passionate about whatever she does, and she's she's determined to be a success, even if she didn't, even if she wasn't on uh, Apprentice at all. Well, she's,
2: she's a- back to running half of the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, she's back to doing all the things she loves to brag about on the show. Yes. So uh, good for her. And uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you feel about her, uh, we're going to move on without Omarosa. So uh, we'll, we'll talk more about what's in store during predictions, but let's get on to news and gossip.
2: Yes. Since you got some stuff for me, right? There we go. All right. Go for it. So Wendy Williams was busy. She had um, Omarosa on and Claudia Jordan, but not together. So there's two (laughs) separate stories here. Omarosa is suing Latoya Jackson. So we have to keep an eye on this lawsuit here. Mm-hmm. Omarosa stopped by Wendy Williams and opened up about her big lawsuit with Latoya. Omarosa nicknamed, nicknamed Latoya lie Toya, oh boy um, who has she says quote, Toya has a problem with the truth. Uh, a defamation lawsuit was filed and Omarosa finds Latoya despicable. Uh, Latoya said Omarosa was probably the one that pulled the plug on her decease deceased fiancé Michael, so that's where the defamation lawsuit comes in. Mm. Um, And Omarosa told Wendy, she said, don't attack my man, don't attack my character, and have some respect for the deceased. The woman is insane, and she's going to have to be accountable for what she said.
1: Wow. Well, there's definitely bad blood between those two. I will say, we talked about it earlier when, when she was crying after she won as project manager, but I really felt for the most part that she was sincere, and I think that was a... This happened just a couple of months after uh, Michael Clark Duncan passed away, so... Yeah, five weeks. Yeah, so I, I would think that that's, uh, that's something serious, and I, I think... You know, sometimes when you're in a confessional In a reality shows and you know, It's almost like the anonymity of the internet You can say whatever the hell you want yep. And not expect any uh, repercussions And I think Latoya She seemed to have really sharp claws When she was by herself With just the camera and the producer But, you know, when she's next to Omarosa Then she's a little more sweet and innocent Except for the boardroom uh, So that was just a case of her, I think Her ego getting a little ahead of her uh, in a confessional
2: That came up in the interview as well And Omarosa said certain people Said things with a little bit more um, you know, a little bit more zest than they would to my face. Exactly. And so we, and the only person that really. I can identify with was LaToya. Um, so um, she said, so she's going to have to, um, so Omarosa says this about LaToya, that she's going to have to come out publicly and that she's going to have to retract that statement. And um, and then she says, um, and if she doesn't retract it, I'm going to go after her with a vengeance of all of Omarosa.
1: You know, it's interesting because I think I heard LaToya on the Today Show the week she was kicked out and they did bring up those comments and she said she she didn't apologize per se but I think she did take back what she said Uh, Mm. I'll have to see if uh, that's still online but uh, regardless I looked
2: that up I I couldn't find anything but yeah I, I don't know all I know is the latest is that they're both lawyering up all right. Well, they both don't like each other. It's just obvious that
1: they—they they do not. They did not go to Vegas together, hanging out, tweeting at each other. Uh-huh. So, uh, so. And actually, I'm really curious because even Rodman kind of went into it today in boor- at the end of the boardroom, saying that Omarosa's tears were fake. So, uh, mm. so. I wonder if maybe there's more of that story. Maybe more is going to come along.
2: Uh I think is smart to get in a, uh, a legal battle with the Jackson, though, from her perspective. <laughs> even I LaToya? Can, I think it could only help her. Yeah, even e- LaToya. Wow. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm not interested in getting a legal battle with the Jacksons, but, you know, go for <laughs> it. Um, meanwhile, on Wendy, later on, yeah. um, Claudia Jordan stopped by and um, she admits that she was friends with Omarosa before The Apprentice, but the show really revealed the real her. Mm. So that's an interesting, opposite of what we've been thinking that the real her, we don't really know. And she's just kind of a character, but that's interesting. Um, And then on the validity of Omarosa's emotions, which we talked earlier, um, especially towards the death of Michael, Claudia explains that Michael's funeral was nothing but a mockery and a press opportunity, and that Omarosa asked for no photographs, and uh, Omarosa thought that Claudia was disrespectful because she posted a photo on Instagram of the funeral, and um, then Claudia said, here's some dirt." for you she said um, this woman had a red carpet at her husband's funeral I think that's a little more despicable and she didn't cry so she didn't need any makeup touch ups oh wow she went on to say that there was a photographer next to the body wow Okay, well, I mean, uh, that I have no idea about,
1: but I'm wondering if uh, Omarosa is going to have a lawsuit to Claudia Jordan <laughs> in the near future. She followed up quickly <laughs> with allegedly. She's not stupid. <laughs>
2: Speaking of alleged, Omarosa allegedly revealed to both Claudia, Brandy, and LaToya that she has access to money from the Michael, from the uh, the Duncan charity mm-hmm. that she has access to use if she should need it. Ooh, that's interesting, especially considering what happened today. There you you go. Wow. So how do you feel about that? Like they she can just take money out of the the, the funds and use it for to put it back in?
1: Well, let's let's uh let's just assume that uh, Omarosa can afford $2000. I think she's earned uh, enough Money in her her days and stuff like that, where she probably does have enough money to throw two thousand dollars around if she chooses to, even in a, in a in a questionable way like that. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say that was uh, fund money, but uh, but it is very it interesting to like hear it. that that the two that, not that the two thousand dollars was fund money that she no, gave, no. but but just from that story that she has access to, if that's true or allegedly or whatever that
2: that news source is. But uh, very interesting nonetheless. And I mean, I can hear her pitching the the foundation like. I can get you guys more money if I take this much money. I can put in this much. So I, I, I can. Allegedly, 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 I can hear her saying that it, it sounds good to someone who's looking to increase their their income. For well, a charity. I would
1: I would suggest that any time a, a charity. Um, uh, you know, someone who has access to charity funds gets called out in a story like that. That you can expect some more lawyering up. So let's yeah. just uh, let's just assume, you know, because most people when they donate to charities, they want to make sure the money's going all to the right place, and they wouldn't want to hear that. Uh, yeah, people and, are spending and money on. You those
2: have things. to consider the source. The yeah. source themselves is not on good terms with Omarosa. So exactly. who, know, who knows the truth? I don't.
1: Yeah, uh, and I gotta be honest, Claudia Jordan. I mean, <laughs> Pierce didn't have anything against her, but if there's someone that's less of a celebrity than Omarosa, I think Claudia Jordan fits that bill too. So. <laughs> Maybe she's trying to be smart by uh, by hitching on to Omarosa's wagon and, and causing some heat there, too. Who knows? Anyway, so, uh, boy, Omarosa, Omarosa, Omarosa. This is probably the last time we talk about Omarosa. So let's... Uh, I don't
2: know. Well,
1: maybe what? a news and gossip, but not on the show. Well, yeah, that's right, actually, because there always prediction. is. Yeah, we'll bring that up in a prediction, but let's go into Predictions. All right, let's hear it from you. So what do you think? Nado Morosa is at least not playing the game. Can't win the game. How about that? She can't win the game.
2: What's next? Well, I don't know anything for sure, for sure. But, I mean, I, they always bring them back, whether it's like two or three or a group of like five for that final task and I can see she's not going anywhere this is her thing I can see her pulling up in that red that red fur once again how about the way she posed she went down that elevator absolutely perfect (laughs) and so I mean she'll be back for more and she's definitely going to be one of those and I remember that first season with Kwame where she really kind of turned on him and she's made him lose that task where he lost against Bill so I'm sure she's all ready and God help the person who gets her on their team
1: <laughs> well yeah, yeah I'm trying to think I, I do see Omarosa coming back just because you see Donald loves her I mean Donald the way he, he turned her turned her out and said you help me be number one uh, he thinks she's ratings, so he's going to bring her back it's a question is who is Omarosa
2: going to go for besides Pierce who she's mm-hmm. just going to attack if he's a judge you you want a twist what if she's one of the judges towards the end because she's such she's been there for so long oh that would be awesome ooh <laughs> We're on the case if that happens. Totally on
1: the case. Um, that would be an interesting one. I, I, But I agree with you. She will be in the final task, probably causing her problems, whatever she does, maybe being a little lazy, maybe a, being a little forgetful, doing her own thing, just trying to get some more camera time. So I do agree with you on Omarosa. And I think, uh, I, you know, they didn't seem... Uh, I don't remember seeing really much uh, for the previews for next week, but I really think... Uh, I think it's about time for Busey and, and Rodman to step up, so I'm really hoping to see them as project manager really, really soon. Absolutely,
2: one of them. and I think it would really be an interesting game if they both were project managers at the same week, oh, like yeah. you mentioned last week. we like Let's do that. Yeah, that will be good television, because that way there's a little bit of a ball game. Yeah, and
1: then also Baldwin, I think, is going to be the next villain. Uh, they've they got to play someone up as a villain. He's not a great one. I'm not saying he's going to no. be a great one, but he's going to probably be the next villain.
2: Yeah, that's kind of all they've got. Oh Well, not really, but you know yeah they set him they've set him up for this they so. probably
1: have so anyway thanks a lot for listening again uh, my name is Nando Bell lasquez and you can follow me on Twitter at Nando Vell. and and I am on uh, Twitter as well Cret Michael R all right and uh, and thanks to our producer Stephen Lemieux for the sound effects and everything and
0: uh, hey guys thanks again and we'll tune in next week from Bing.com executive producers Maria Manunos Kevin undergaro Phil Svitek and the entire afterbuzz TV staff we would like to thank you for